It doesn't matter how long you're spending on the earth, how much money you have gathered, or how much attention you have received. It is the amount of positive vibration you have radiated in life that matters. A quote from Amit Ray, an author, philosopher, and a spiritual master, born in 1960. Hello, my name is Malati and this is my show titled The Impressive Empress. Here we talk to women leaders, women who have had a humble beginning and have forged their way to leadership, a position to which they have been elevated thanks to their selfless service at making a positive difference to the world. Our today's guest, Bharati Aviredi, is a very experienced dancer and a teacher of Indian classical dance styles Bharatanatyam and Kuchipudi. She started her Indisha Dance Academy in the year 1997 in Wiesbaden in Germany and also teaches in Frankfurt now. A recipient of the Aryabhatta International Award, she was also honoured by India's ex-Prime Minister Dr. Manmohan Singh for the services she had rendered to the Indian culture. Her tagline is, art is divine and divinity is love, meaning anything which is done in the form of art needs to be done with a loving heart. I warmly invite you to join us in our quest to understand how Bharati had made herself the impressive empress. Hello Bharati, welcome to my show titled The Impressive Empress. Having known you for quite some years, it is my greatest pleasure to welcome you to this show to share your journey with all of us. Thank you, Malati. I'm happy to be with you all to here today. So, uh, Bharati is a professional dancer and she's also uh, working at the uh, Fraport, juggling two different two totally different careers or career paths, I would say. So I'm sure we are going to learn immensely from her experience, from the knowledge that she has gathered over several years of her life. Bharati, can you please uh, give a brief introduction about yourself? I'm from actually from India. I come from Vishakhapatnam and I'm living in Frankfurt or in Germany since 25 years. Also working at the Fraport since 25 years. And I'm teaching Bharatnatyam and Kuchipudis and I love doing both the jobs. Um, I don't take it as a job actually and I love to do these two things in the morning to go to airport, meet all the international people and there I'm also treated as an Indian and they always ask for my languages because we have lots of Indian passengers. And then later after coming home, I go to my dance school and teach about Indian dance, Indian spirituality. So I love doing the, both these jobs because it keeps me Indian. You said you came to uh, Germany in the year to 1994. And uh, you have been teaching Indian art at a very classical uh, Indian dance. And uh, also Indian spirituality. That's something very interesting. And I do know that art and spirituality, especially the classical arts, have a lot uh, in common. But if you could probably, you know, tell me a little more about that, that would be nice. Yeah, sure. 
um, the thing is um, when I came to Germany I was in I mean I was married to a German man that's the reason why I came to Germany after living 12 years with them fortunately or unfortunately the marriage was finished um, we have no choice sometimes in Europe to you know compromise or so people don't like this word in the marriage no compromises so I we had to separate and after that I started teaching um, dance intensively because this is one reason uh, how I can say the dance and I mean like cultural the classical art and uh, the spirituality in I'm teaching in Germany is because I myself found it uh, found out that there is nothing in this world what is permanent and this is the ultimate truth in this world this world is illusion and after realizing this I said now I have come on this earth to do something different then I found out that it's not the marriage or having children but to teach more children about the spirituality and spirituality alone to to wear a saffron color dress or call myself guru or uh, maharshi or so I'm not of that standard at all but I said why can't I find this spirituality from my dance and teach them because classical Indian dance mostly talks about Indian gods and goddesses in the spiritual um, way to bring your soul body and the uh, and the uh, spirit in one line which is the most important thing to keep all these three in one line uh, through dance which is the most beautiful thing on this earth because sitting alone and bringing th these three things in one line is uh, Maharshi's job but a dancer with a very simple um, simple standard of spirituality um, this is the best way to teach children what I uh, think is spirituality <laughs> through my dance. Hmm, interesting. I see that you have gone through some personal difficulties in life, but uh, this has not limited you from making the progress that you have made both personally and professionally. By professional, I mean your dance school. It's quite amazing what you have done for yourself. Uh, can you maybe tell me something about your dance school and the various programs that you offer to your students here in Frankfurt? Coming to the dance school is actually uh, one way. It's, it's an opening for me towards the um, spirituality because after I was divorced, I was asking God what is my next uh, thing because I don't even have children. So... I was thinking there is no meaning for this life but no it is um, it is right God will always make use of you through his way if you accept that then there is no difficulty in, you, in your life because you as a small young girl if your daughter wants to smoke cigarette then you will say no you can't smoke cigarette and if daughter will hear you then she's on good roads if she will not hear you She's on the bad roads. So I think um, God always has a certain road for you, certain um, way for you to live. 
and then he will take his decisions and we think they are difficulties and they are not difficulties just because i thought i will marry and i will have children and and this and this and it's not happening the way i thought so i think it is difficulty no but it is the way you are uh, allowed to live your life and um, this is the way god has prescribed for you in your life so if you accept that it's very easy and then automatically the roads will open for you so that's how i said to myself okay this is my job i even went and prayed in nataraja temple in chidambaram then the way is opened for me in 2005 i have started one uh, with one girl sri lankan girl on uh, durga puja day started my dance school and today by god's grace i have around 60 students in within 10 years it expanded very nicely so the road is already shown to you and it is taken care by the one who uh, designed it for you so so i was uh, it was very easy to overcome my difficulties as i said they are not difficulties for me anymore today i even laugh at what i was going through in those days and it is really um really um very interesting um aspect uh, in my life what i have um under underwent and uh, what i i've seen experienced and it's a very very uh, important message what i give to my children don't stick to what you have in your head let it go and it will happen and you will be successful in that way it is destined for you a very beautiful message there bharati from our conversation it appears that you had kind of a vision when you started your dance school you wanted to teach spirituality through your dance and this was about 15 16 years back and i'm just wondering how your vision has changed with the changing times um frankly speaking uh, what i am i have uh, what i am doing um and uh, all the success till today many people call it as success um is all um not i have i i've not had any dream or anything i say like i said i let it happen i'm happy today with 60 students maybe in next 3 uh, 4 years uh, another young teacher will be coming and uh, she may say uh she may start again and another school it may become a competition for me maybe i will have less children but it won't bother me because today i'm doing with 60 students i'm happy tomorrow if i have i'll have only 10 or 6 students i'm also happy because my goal is to teach the people um the the spirituality in the dance and also the music if possible so these are the and the spirituality the, the only truth what i know is ultimate ultimate we are not ultimate people ultimate is the god lord vishnu or krishna or shiva however you call him and this is the ultimate thing and i want the children to know more than that i can't i don't know how to teach them so i teach this one and um, when you are teaching a spiritual lesson you cannot you don't have to teach hundreds or thousands of people for example when krishna um, taught bhagavad gita to arjuna he was the only one and bhagavad gita is still even today we are hearing it 
So you don't need really many number of students. You just need one who will continue our, um, your, uh, how do you say, um, parampara, the, who, will, who will take your uh, whatever you did. And that type of one student is enough for, for life because earning money and living rich is not my goal. So God is giving me what I need for my life. He has given me strength, what I have to do. And that keeps me busy and I'm happy with that, what I'm doing. <laughs> Hope I answered your question properly. Uh, that's very nice, uh, Bharati, to say that uh, God has given you whatever you need. It shows contentment. Are you always like this? Uh, let's say I'm, I have realized this since last 10 years. Before I was also, um, okay, generally speaking, I can say I am a little bit happy person. I don't want to, um, you know, really uh, sit and cry or say it's a suffering. I like to, uh, you know, ignore it. And uh, when, because it is all a game of the mind, mind will, will always, you know, put you in sadness or happiness. So if you overcome that mind in that uh, particular way, then you are a little bit about that. And I can say since 10 years, I'm like that. I'm happy with what I have. But in before, I also had this experience to be sad. But luckily, it was only for a few minutes or a few hours and then it was gone. I was never for a long time depressed or, you know, upset or anything. <laughs> Lucky you, I should say. It's, uh, <laughs> so how are you bringing in this positivity to your, um, to your life at uh, the Fraport? Yeah, what kind of influence are you bringing in to, to your colleagues? Um, Fraport is for me a door opener for globalization, I can say. There is, an, I have not seen any other place in this world like Fraport, where you have people from everywhere in this country, in this world. Everywhere you have, you see people. And sometimes after working there also now, after working there 25 years almost, I see like countries where I've never heard and the name of a language where I've never heard. So it is like it's a constant place to learn something in your life. This won't bring you any degree or any certificate, but the experience in your life is wonderful because to see these so many colors of God's creation, so many languages, so many cultures, uh, this is a beautiful place. And every day when I go to work, whether I start at 5 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I enjoy going there because it's a place again to learn, to learn, learn. And uh, people are all, um, you know, to see this. This opportunity, if I have lived in India or even if I have worked in Delhi, I will not get this opportunity because Fraport is such an international place. And when I see that, that so many people from so many countries, then I think uh, to be an Indian there and how people from any country, when we go and 
you know, offer our help to the passengers because I help the passengers who need assistance, language, chair, language, uh, children traveling alone without parents, and we help all these people. So when we go to offer them the help, they see my nose ring or they see my bindi or my bangles and, and they say, are you from India? You know, this is a great thing for Indian, you know. People from different countries, I don't know these people, I don't even know their country, but they ask me, are you from India? See how great our country is. And there I am so happy to be at this airport because it will keep me constantly reminding you are an Indian. India is a great country, great spiritual country. That makes me feel very good. <laughs> if my body allows, I don't mind uh, working there even after, even for next 10 years or 15 years. I think we should learn to cherish what we have, uh, which is our um, inner strength. And that is something that we can develop through spirituality. And spirituality only is my humble opinion. Uh, so you seem to be learning a lot from your uh, work at uh, Fraport. How does that influence what you do at your dance school? Yes, um, the work at the airport is, um, like I said, we help passengers. It is a job not for the mind. It's only for your heart and your body. So mind is set, uh, set free. I don't have any uh, goals to reach. I don't have to make any turnovers or no financial stress. So the job is practically to keep me fit, you know. So I go in the morning. We walk 10, 12 kilometers in, a, in four or five hours job. So that keeps me fit. And, uh, uh, and for a dancer, normally I, I hear from big dancers, they go for jogging and this and that to keep their body fit, but I don't have to do that. So this is um, how it is. Um, I put them together, my job and my dance. They are uh, um, together in a way. So and helping passengers, giving them, um, you know, comfort at this airport and feel like that they would love to come again to Frankfurt and fly through Frankfurt is our job. And uh, this uh, nature, you have to develop that friendly nature you have to develop in our work, which is, again, back to dance. I have to dance friend friendly. I have to be friendly to my students. I have to be friendly on the stage with my organizers, with my audience. So both are... Um, related like that. Spiritually, I can only say that um, in, in, at work, I'm personally helping my passengers to be happy because if they catch their flight or if they reach their uh, people uh, after getting the baggage, they are happy. So as a dancer, I have to be also uh, able to give happiness to my audience as a teacher. My students should feel happy to learn dance. So this word happy um, keeps me with all my things together. So I have to be uh, happy to do my job or to be a teacher or to be an artist. So this is what um, is the point which keeps me doing all these things. Very interesting. When you always want to be happy, and if you have a student who's particularly difficult or who's particularly 
quite annoying or irritated how do you handle such a student it's very easy um when you have a difficult student um you have to let the student um understand what is dance so the i also tell the parents uh, the dance what they are learning in germany once in a week one and half hours with that dance they will not become with that practice they will not become professionals so or even to do the best I mean like even to do a five minute dance with proper um, you know half sitting which is called aramandi and uh, body condition and all it needs a lot of practice lot of effort at home so i tell the parents clearly don't stress them so be happy with with whatever they are learning so that keeps my students actually happy this um, i can say actually i can say proudly till today i have not had any difficult girl because the moment they come to the dance school i tell them enjoy your dancing whatever however you do i have even uh, ladies who are now like after marriage giving birth to two three girls they are coming to learn and whatever they have learned in their childhood they are again recollecting and doing i tell them dance for god don't dance for perfection don't um, you know this word perfection i didn't want to bring it out but this perfection makes anyone a difficult person leave this per- perfection to the side everything else will come to you then automatically you are perfect <laughs> so true so uh, when we run behind perfection is when we become very imperfect and for one thing there is one principle in my life when i started i working at the airport i said to myself if anyone is angry at me for any reason i will always say to myself inside i am not the reason for his bad moods i am only doing my job here his this caused it uh, to him by somebody else so leave it no need to take it this man to heart because i see these people only once at the most twice in my life i will not see them or, or i don't have to live with them fortunately <laughs> this is my principle i use at work so every day like you say gayatri mantra also and when i'm going to work i always say don't lose your emotions for somebody who's not even um you know who is not even worth my emotion so i want to now move to uh, talking about uh, being a woman uh, and uh, you know there's a lot of uh, noise we see today around the world about women empowerment uh, i would like to hear from you your views on that and how has life been for you as a woman yes um very good question um actually to be a woman is a gift um that's how i see because um there we have only two um like from god's creation human beings are only two a man and woman luckily we don't have more so uh we have to be happy to be a woman because god has given um m- like many qualities to women um especially like the motherhood you know so um, um a woman has to be happy to be a woman because there is no world without women so i mean human world let's say there is no uh, human world without a woman so 
um, and I'm actually happy to say that I am a Hindu and in Hindu religion this or Hindu mythology or philosophy is the only um, one in the earth where you say it's not the God but the goddess which created or who created the whole world and the whole universe. So I'm proud to be a woman and of course there are um, many things happen to women at the same time things also happen to men or boys and girls. This is an unfortunate thing but for that reason I will not say women are uh, backward or anything because like I said as a Hindu, Shiva's, half of Shiva's, Shiva is Parvati half of or Lakshmi lives in the heart of Vishnu and uh, uh, Saraswati sits on the tongue of Brahma so why should I think I am less or I am weak so when you digest this as a Hindu then I don't have to uh, fear or think of anything but if anyone thinks like that let them think we cannot change their minds so, but I am healthy, I am thinking healthy. <laughs> Very nicely said Bharati. Again, the other question that women get asked is about the work-life balance or these days they call it work-life integration. So setting priorities at uh, different stages of our lives when we have when we get married as a new wife or even before that as a daughter, uh, a working daughter, a working mother or as a working wife how do you handle or how did you handle the different challenges that life uh, throws at you? If I give you my um, opinion, I will give you my 100% opinion on this. Um, people may think maybe some woman may be upset with my answer. Um, but this is, uh, the. I think this is the fact. Actually, women don't have to go for work. I agree we have to study. And we have to do job if necessary in the family. But if it is not necessary, we don't have to. Because, again, I'm going back to the Puranas. When Vishnu created um, Manu and Shatarupa, he has given Man, um, Shatarupa, like her name says, 100 forms. He has given us multitasking things. And uh, Manu, he told Manu, you take care of the woman and you see that she never cries and take care of her. And he had also made purposely um, with the body, he made us little weaker than the man. But he has given us other qualities which are strong like multitasking as I say, like as a mother you know what is multitasking, what I am talking. And with this false emancipation of this western Western world, Indian women got influenced by that and they started um, putting it in our heads, in our brains, in our schools that women has to study. So we actually lost our original uh, way of um, treating women and now we got into the false emancipation of um, the Western culture. So Actually, mother is always the head of the family in our in our country. And mother goddess is the one who created Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva. And all these things, we left it. And in fact, with this false emancipation, we have put ourselves one step down. <laughs> so now, unfortunately, we all have to work. 
now men got men got used to it and he finds it good when woman is also going to work but we have no choice from god so because we are working a man can give birth to a baby no we have to do that so we have actually added to that hundred um, um, duties what God gave us, we have added one more one, 101, and now we are suffering. This is my opinion. And if we don't have to work, like now I'm saying, if I don't have to go to work at the Fraport Airport, I'm happy to be a teacher and do teaching. I will not m miss that. Okay, that is something different. That's a modern woman. But like I said, if I would have a husband and he's working and he's earning enough money for my family, then I don't need to work. This is my sincere advice to all the younger generations. Keep your motherhood uh, lively, happy. Don't bring your children into these um, baby homes and what all and, and then bring them to hostels only because of your career and your work. If God has not given you any husband or any children, then you do all these things. Then I agree. Then you can become whatever you want. But if you are a mother, I will say that be a mother because that is your first and foremost job. And other than that, if there is still some time left, go and work. But don't take it as the main career or whatever because you have studied higher studies so if somebody wants to do and manage everything they are most welcome but this is what I think. Very candid words Bharati but um, if one has studied then there is an expectation from the society from the woman herself from the family that they work and then climb up the corporate ladder or start a business and give employment opportunities to many, then there is a big wish list of want-to-haves. These are some of the things that uh, drives one towards a work life or wanting to have more or achieve more in life and be successful. But what according to you is success? That's uh, coming back to that other question. Um, you know, the, of course, uh, when you have studied, for example, my niece, she did chartered accountancy, but she is not practicing her job. She is um, staying home and she is training her daughter. And uh, her daughter is now a school first in any subject. Any She gets only A+. Plus. And when she gets A, then she is like, uh, um, she's a little bit sad. So... What I want to say is, if you have studied something, you have to choose your life. Are you living for the society or for yourself at the first point? So if I am living for myself, I'm happy with that my husband is working. I'm happy to be with my daughter and take care of her and to do the cooking and take care of the household. That's enough. I think that's enough. But if Okay, of course, if you have financial problems and you need to earn money, then you can go and earn money. I'm, I'm not against uh, this. But if I'm if I'm an engineer and uh, and I'm working um, and I'm um, working because I love to work and I have enough money, everything, but I bring my children to somewhere else and I'm working because I've studied engineering. 
And because what will the society think after studying engineering? I don't work, go for work, and people think I'm a, um, um, you know, um, what do you call it, um, backward woman or so. That is not right because society can think many things about you. You go to work, they'll think in another thing. You don't go to work, they'll again think about another thing. I'm I don't care for the society. I live for myself, and I'm happy to be what I'm doing. This one should take how you want because we have the big choice to choose how I want to live. I I will choose how I want to live. That's why even though I have studied uh, in India my uh, degree in commerce in eighty three or uh, no eighty eight, I can come and work as an accountant in Germany doing you know whatever. But I've not. I'm. I said I don't have to. I'm happy to work at the airport and I've learned. Uh, many things in my life, because we somehow stop our thinking. Knowledge means once you have a certificate. No, knowledge is you will learn till our last breath. Till I die, I'm going to learn something or other. So, if money is not important, if work life is not important, I'm coming back to my previous question because I want this answered by you. We're having a very interesting conversation. So what is it that is important for you in your life so you have a job you have a day job and you have a dance school so what what how do you define success good uh, my answer will be very simple <laughs> success for me is when i go to bed i sleep peacefully <laughs> so this is what i'm doing um because anything else Suppose I think now I need a job where I have to earn ten thousand euros, and I will not have job. Uh, I will not have a peaceful sleep. Suppose I get my ten thousand euros job, then also I won't be able to sleep peacefully. And uh, I love sleeping, and when I'm able to sleep my seven or eight hours happily, and the moment I lay down on the bed, I sleep. And uh, when before my alarm clock rings, I'm getting up. that is what for me a successful uh, life or successful day to live happily without uh, diseases or without any other problems you know live healthy live living healthy without visiting the doctor every week is a successful life for me very simple indeed but to have that in practice is very complicated so what are the traits or uh, what are the uh, habits that you have that enables you to be successful in your own terms uh, mm, i can say to uh, to keep big goals um like them which are difficult to reach these are the uh, things what can stop me so suppose uh, we have an association called varnam we invite artists uh, who are young and dynamic and who are equally uh, good like big artists but only difference is the price so when i invite them i can afford their price but when i invite big artists like pandits and ustads then i cannot afford them because i won't be able to pay their money then this thought of you know 
being successful to thinking that if I if I can invite uh, like Pandit Hariprasad Chaurasia to my program, then I am successful. That thought is a hurdle because I cannot invite him because it's very expensive um, program for me. So I keep my um, limit again back to myself. What I can afford, I will invite. And I'm happy with that. The artists are happy, audience are happy, I'm happy. That is then okay for me. But always, I think the hurdles are always the thoughts. And we stick to them. Then we also see them in our practical life. Otherwise, uh, we can happily uh, reach our goals when the goals are all in our limit. But according to our levels, because some people like like our Prime Minister Narendra Modi can reach big, big goals. He can set his goals like he wants and he can handle those hurdles what he gets. But if the goal is in our limit, then we can easily overcome the hurdles and always for an um, event like that, the hurdle is always the finance problem. But we can go to the, we can somehow arrange the finances and we can overcome if we are in uh, some bad situation or so. If I'm able to uh, recover that, then it's enough for me. But uh, no, I'd never had big hurdles like, you know, maybe like a bad weather. Once in 2011, I organized four programs and the artists were supposed to come on the 10th September and 11th September. This issue happened. Four of my programs got cancelled because of um, morning day. You know what happened in 2001 with 11th September. So these are the hurdles, but it's okay. This is this happens. If, like I said, if God has planned this, then we have to live with that. <laughs> simple life and a simple goal. Uh, is the reason for your happiness and uh, that's also how you see success. So once you have, you said uh, you arrange a lot of programs through your uh, organization, Varnam, and uh, from your uh, uh, write-up that you had shared with me, I also see that you have received quite a few awards. Receiving an award for an artist, is that very important to be recognized? Um, no, because the recognition to an artist comes from outside. So if they give me an award recognizing my services, then I'm happy to take it, but I don't wait or I don't uh, expect that these people recognize my services always. For that, you have to apply or you have to do whatever they say. This I don't do. If somebody is recognizing my services and coming and giving me an award, I'm happy to take it. But I don't, uh, we are, it is not important for the artist. If it is, uh, it doesn't matter whether you have 10 or 15 awards or whatever you, you, you are having, you can have them. But it is, um, we, the art or the artist's um, thing is not depending on, on these awards. Because... With the age, artists have to grow, um, how do you say, wise. They have to grow wise. And people should come to them and give them the awards. I have seen many artists, they don't even know what they have uh, taken or what they were rewarded with. They don't even know. So these are the artists. And uh, I have seen big, big gurus 
who don't even know what is Padma Shri or Padma Vibhushan or Padma Bhushan, only their students go and request the government to give them these awards. So these are the real artists because awards is like a scale. So why to put ourselves in the scale as an artist? Let the scale come to us. <laughs> we are like how you say um, in the other religions, they say um, if you give a shape to God, then you are minimizing God's, uh, God's uh, power. So like that, if you give, a, give an award to, them, to an artist, then you are minimizing that artist's capacities, artist's art and the spirituality. There is no um, measurement for that. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Once again, you amaze me. Thank you. So, uh, how then do you celebrate your success? You don't have a very big uh, expectation from life. You are happy with whatever you have. But definitely, you must have something or some way in which you celebrate your success. Could you please share that with us? Uh, that's uh, celebrating successes. <laughs> is a, a big word for me because um, I will not say I'm doing anything for success. So when my event goes uh, very good and when I'm able to give the honorarium to my artists and my students some gifts, and then it's already a success for me. So my like i said my people are my family members are also tired of me they want to give me a sari or they want to give me uh, some gifts or so then i say no no i don't need that because uh, that like i said i'm not longing for all these things so success for me is when my audience are happy when my children get gifts and when my artists get enough money and i'm not going in credits so that's enough for me. That's a big success for me. <laughs> Lots to learn from you, Bharati. I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation. But I would like to quickly, you know, if you have some advice for the youngsters who are looking to join this profession or who also want to have a dance school like yours or who want to uh, showcase uh, their talent, what is your advice uh, to the young artists? And like I said, setting up the goal uh, in this uh, field um, to earn money or to buy a house or to win an Padma Shri award and all, I will not suggest. Don't think of all these things. And the important job as an artist, whatever art they do, what, wherever, whichever field they go, important is that when the people see they have to be happy. Wow, this is this is a nice thing or this is a beautiful thing. Not uh, don't let them give uh, any chance to uh, cross question you and say why is it so? Why is it so? Because this is what I learned in Germany when I danced for Krishna stealing butter. They came and asked me, "What is this? How can you treat a thief as a as God?" So then it really brought me into thinking more 
why is it so what is the meaning behind this story why i have to treat krishna like a thief in my dance but it it has more meaning because india is not a silly country it is uh, has lots of spiritual things to give back so that brought me back into my roots then i started um, investigating where is it what is it and all these our bhagavad gita bhagavatam ramayanam mahabharatam whatever you study this is always this goes and ends up with this eternal truth which is happiness which is this a big soul paramatma always they land up there so i will suggest my youngsters don't run for anything else run for this big happiness the real the eternal happiness then all other things will come to you automatically all other material things whether i need a stage or money for the artist everything will come to you so go for that biggest goal which is called eternal happiness then everything else will come <laughs> this is my sincere advice to all the youngsters all the young artists all the people coming up and nothing is permanent ultimate truth is the happiness wonderful wonderful you have enriched my life today one more time i've always enjoyed uh, the interactions that i've had with you i've known you for so many years but i'm uh, i got to know a new bharati today thank you so much for the time thank you to marathi i enjoyed talking to you thank you so much once again have a lovely day thank you to same to you knowledge is gained throughout our lives perfection makes anyone a difficult person leave the perfection to the side and everything will come to you then automatically you will become perfect with many such pearls of wisdom i thank parati for being a great example for others celebrations to the inspirers in our lives thank you so much for listening in i look forward to receiving your comments on how you like this conversation and if you found it inspiring i'm also glad to receive any questions you would like me to ask our next guest do write to me at empress@bhogya.online e m p r e s s at b h o g y a dot online please also visit https slash bhogya dot online slash empress minus talks to get to know more about such leaders and how you can lead like the impressive empress